Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together. We thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the time of prayer that we've had today. We thank you for an opportunity to worship you in our giving. And now as it has come time to look into your word, we ask that it, the words declared today will fall upon the good soil of our hearts and that we will grow thereby. We thank you and honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <coughs> Amen. We are now at the point that the end of the year is here. And all the fasting, all the working out, and all the things that you did over the past few months is preparing you for this season. Because y'all know that y'all gonna eat more than what you're supposed to. And if you did right, then you won't gain as much weight in January. Now, if you're super spiritual though, you can just pray the calories away and then you don't have to worry about it. But if the calories still come on your belly, then I mean, well, anyhow. But we're at this time of the year whereby we realize that Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, from, 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 for some stores right now, they act like Thanksgiving is not even a thing to consider. I was walking through a store in September, and they already had some Christmas trees out. And I was just like, dude, it's September. We were supposed to have football stuff. But anyway, I, I don't want don't to get messed up and get lost into that. But the, the fact is, this is that time of year where we have gone through 10 months. And it's very important that we reflect upon how good God has been to us. Now, you ain't got to say amen. I say amen myself because God has been good to us throughout this year. He has watched over us. He has kept us. He has placed us in positions whereby if it would not, that the uh, old folks used to say, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? And we have now come to the time where I believe that reminiscing or reflecting or doing some introspection is what is necessary. Because if we do not reflect over what we have done wrong or what we have done inadequately previously, next year sometime it's going to happen again. There's a saying that says it like this, if you do not understand history, then you will have a higher potential of repeating the same mistakes again. That is why I, myself, I enjoy history. I, I, I thank God that I have a, 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 a son who likes history as much because we can sit there and talk about different historical events and we can relate it to how things are happening today, and it allows us to pre prevent those same things from happening or have an understanding so we know how to maneuver through what is coming up in our future. Well, today I want us to take some time and to reflect upon what we are thankful for. We, uh, 
forget that thankfulness is something that we should be doing, that we should be thankful. But we run into this situation whereby we don't know how to be thankful. So I want us to take a little time over these next couple of weeks for us to discuss how to be thankful. Because the first thing that I want us to understand is gratitude begins and gratitude ends in God's sustaining love. We should practice specific times to thank God for small things as gifts of his love. We should practice specific times to thank God for small things as gifts of his love. With that being said, as we look into this series called How to Be Thankful, uh, I, I got a little bit... Uh, as I was getting my subtitles together, please forgive me. I got a little, a little thesaurusy in my in my uh, in my um, in my titles for this time. So the title for episode one is the potential of the recognition. The potential of the recognition. So our series is called How to Be Thankful. Our first episode is The Potential of the Recognition. So our first point that we want to bring up is, I mean, our first definition that we want to bring up is gratitude. Gratitude is the, the state of being grateful. Gratitude is the state of being grateful. Thankful is being conscious of the benefit received. Thankful conscious, being conscious of the benefit received. Now potential is existing impossibility, means capable of development into actuality. Let me hit you with that one again. Potential is existing in possibility, and capable of development into actuality. Then uh, my, another definition I want us to bring up today is recognition. It's the, the action of recognizing. Recognition is the action of recognizing. And then my final definition for today is memory. The facility of the mind by which it retains the knowledge of past events or ideas which are past. The facility of the mind by which it retains the knowledge of past events or ideas which are past. Now, we only have one chapter that we're going to look at today. It's actually one of my favorite uh, passages of scripture to read because half of the scripture, uh, half of the verse is already covered. Once you, once we start going through it, you guys will probably start saying it with me. I remember when I was young and, and the first time I, I, I heard this, I, I was like, oh, they made a misprint in the Bible because they keep saying the same thing 
over and over and over and over again. But what it is, is this was a way by which they were able to celebrate together the goodness of God. So we're going to be in Psalms, the 136th chapter, starting at the first verse. We're reading all 26 of them today. But like I said, once we start reading, you're going to pick up the rhythm and... You can also assist me with the reading. Verse number one in the English Standard Version says it like this. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. For his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, for his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over the night. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. For his steadfast love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them. For his steadfast love endures forever. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea in two, for his steadfast love endures forever, and made Israel pass through the midst of it, for his steadfast love endures forever, but overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, for his steadfast love endures forever, and killed mighty kings, for his steadfast love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his steadfast love endures forever, and Og, the king of Bashan, for his steadfast love endures forever, and gave their land as a heritage, for his steadfast love endures forever. A heritage to Israel, his servant, for his steadfast love endures forever. It is he who remembered us in our low estate, for his steadfast love endures forever. And rescued us from our foes, for his steadfast love endures forever. He gives food to all flesh, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the, love, to the God of heaven. For his steadfast love endures forever. Father, we thank you for your word and we ask that it will resonate in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. And as you see, it got, you can hear the story. It reminds me of back in the day when we had devotion service to start the service. Now today we got to have the four-part 
team up there and all that. But back in the days, the deacons would, would come up there and, and they had these certain songs that they would sing, which what they called back in the day, they called them call and response songs, where the deacon would say something and then you would respond with the same. This is what this kind of relates to. The point is, is that his steadfast love endures forever. No matter what situation you're going through, his steadfast love endures forever. No matter what is coming up against you, his steadfast love endures forever. You know, it's, it's funny. The word forever means that it has no end. So his steadfast love endures until the end which never comes. It reminds me of this song. I can't remember the little puppet's name, but the puppet would sing this song at the end of their show. And the name of the song was called, This is the Song That Doesn't End. You know what it does? It just keeps going on and on, my friend. You know, some people started singing it, not knowing what it was, but they'll continue singing it just because it was the song that will not end. And the same thing as, as we were reading through this, I could hear y'all in the beginning, y'all was with me, then y'all kind of got off away from me a little bit, but then y'all was like, oh, I got the rhythm now. And we all were saying, for his steadfast love endures forever. And so on our first day, our first episode of How to Be Thankful, I want us to understand the potential of the recognition. The potential, the ability, the, the power of knowing that if we recognize God's goodness in our lives, it will cause us to be elevated into a different mindset. It will cause us to realize that we're not going to let our problems get us down. We're not going to let our situations to make us frown. We're not going to let the sad times get the best of us. We're going to hold our hands up high and we're going to walk on through. You know, sometimes it may be hard to see our way. You know, the devil seems to be getting stronger and stronger every day. But in the end, everything is going to be all right. It's going to be all right. We, we, we sometimes get wrapped around the fact that we don't recognize our expectation of good is not to the same level as our expectation of bad. We, if we watch the news, the news will say more things that are negative than they do are positive. And that begins to reflect upon us. And we begin to have that same type of mentality. We look for what is going to go wrong. Instead of us focusing on and being thankful for what we have, we look at and emphasize what we don't have. And because of that, it kind of takes away from the good that we do have. The saying is, uh, the man was complaining about not having any shoes until he ran into the man that didn't have any feet. Oh, 
And so we have to, in that same mentality as we look at our lives, we have to look at what it is that we can be thankful for. So the potential of the recognition causes us to know how to be thankful. One of the things that we do, we look at the negative of a situation. And some of us say, I'm, I'm wired that way. That's, I just, all I can see is the negative. Well, I just want to tell you that you may need to go to the heavenly optometrist and ask him to put you up, hook you up with a different prescription. Because if our perception is negative, then it will cause, because, let, let, me, let me step back just a bit, because the, the Bible says that the eyes are the windows of the soul. So whatever our eyes see is what goes into our soul, and whatever in our soul resonates in our heart, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yes. So if we change how we perceive and see things, then we will, we will change how the things resonate in our, in our soul, which will change how our heart is set up, so then it changes how we speak. Yes, yes, yes. So we have to realize that we have a potential. We have the potential of doing something but we have to have a recognition of what the something is that we want. We're talking about how to be thankful. We have always been taught to say thank you. We've always been taught to be courteous. But when you're in an environment where that's not happening, you realize how important it is to you. Yes. We don't just say thank you just to get what we want. We want to say thank you because we want to have an acknowledgement of what it is that we're thankful yes. for. Thank yes. I'm quite sure if a mother has spent all day preparing a, a son and daughter or daughter's favorite meal, I mean all the favorites that they like, and the child would just walk in, and they would just eat the food and walk back out. I would venture to say that probably right when they got in the bed to go to sleep, that they would be suddenly awakened and asked, what is your problem? What is your malfunction? And how you want this whooping? Because I did not raise, I raised you to be a specific way. Yes. And so our expectation is to always provide recognition to the things that have happened. Yes. But I want to encourage us today to make our recognition one of thankfulness because we know that God's steadfast love endures forever. Because his love endures forever, no matter how it looks like, no matter how it feels like, no matter what it seems like, God's love is going to shine through that one way or another. And so I can be thankful for God's love is shining through. 
And so the greatest example that we could ever figure out of how it is for us to overcome evil is as we look at the life of Jesus. When Jesus came to the earth, Jesus who fulfilled the law, he didn't do away with it. He came to be the fulfillment of it. And when it came time in the universal time of judgment and Jesus was on the stand, we discovered that there was no fault found in him. And yet he was still penalized for the fault. And if we look at this appropriately, we'll see that his answer to the evil was to do good. Yes. His answer to the evil was to do good. Yes. Because God's goodness is seen in Jesus dying a death that he didn't deserve. We can see God's goodness, his love towards us because his love is steadfast and it, it will be with us for how long? Forever. So although it looked like Jesus was defeated, the victory was in the love that God had for us because we could not fulfill the redemption price ourselves. And because of what Jesus did, we can now be rescued from the power, the presence, and the penalty of sin. Because we are now credited with righteousness because of what Jesus has done for us. So I'm going to keep asking you this question. What is it during this time? What is it that you could be thankful for? What is it that you can recognize that God has done for you even today? And as you reflect back over the months that have passed for this year, what can you be thankful for what God has done. And as you begin to take periods of time to recognize what God has done, it will increase your ability to be thankful. Because we want to acknowledge what God has done for us. He has taken us out of darkness and he has moved us over into the marvelous light. He has taking us out of the pain and the anguish that is due to us for our transgressions and moved us over to the life that's more abundant. Yes, yes, yes. And so as we look and as we are going to maneuver through this, I would challenge you this week as you're, you're doing your, your daily Bible reading to take a couple of times to stop at uh, Psalms 136 and just encourage yourself that as we look at all the things that God is and as we look at all the things that God's done and as we look at how he's done it for somebody else, he loves you enough to do the same yes. for you. Amen. Sometimes we, we miss out on things because we don't recognize that 
God has did it. Our expectation becomes one of a spoiled little brat instead of one who is thankful for what God has done. Even if you are spoiled, I even hear spoiled kids say, thank you. And if we take time out just to tell God, thank you. The old, the old deacons used to say, they used to start it out, Lord, I want to thank you for last, last night's laying down and this morning's uprising. I want to thank you that I had the ability to, to know that I was getting up out of my bed and, and, and knowing how to walk to the bathroom to start my day. I, I want to thank you for being able to slide my feet into my slippers in order to maneuver myself through my house. And as we realize that God loves us so much, you, he loves us so much that he knows how many hairs you have on your head. And if we would recognize him in every step that we take and every move that we make, we know that he's watching us. Boy, I've got all kinds of song lyrics going through my head right now. And we just got to know that God is there with us. God is there for us. But every once in a while, he would love for you to acknowledge it and say, I thank you. I thank you. One of the things that we know of, for those of us that have been parents is the fact that when your child comes in the room and he's acting or she's acting nicer than usual and they're saying, oh, those are some pretty earrings you got on today, mommy. I've never seen those earrings before, and I just love the way you did your hair. Now, we already know what's getting ready to happen. We know that it's a setup in order to ask for something that they know that's going to be on the verge of a no. So they have to kind of tip the scale in order to cause positivity to be in the room so they have a higher potential in order to get it accomplished. And the same thing with God. I'm not saying that we're trying to manipulate God, but we're trying to let him know that we appreciate all that he's done for us. And knowing that he only wants good for us, that he is a, has an expectation of doing good for us. So if that is what it is, if that is what is the situation, we should be able to walk in and say, God, I thank you. I thank you that I can even thank you. I thank you that I even have the breath to say thank you. And God, I just want to thank you that I was able to even have the cognitive ability to realize that you've done things for me. There's a great potential if we recognize that every moment of every day is a good moment in a good day. Every moment, it may not be going the way that you want it, but the fact is you can experience it and flip it so that it gives God glory. Because if we can flip it so that it gives God glory, he will work it out for our good. Sometimes we sit there in the, in the middle of 
the anguish of things not happening, and we begin to magnify them, which means to make bigger all the negativity, and then we wonder why when we wake up, every every part of our body is hurting, every portion of us, and, and we, we don't want to even get out of the bed because we don't even want to face the day. But if we flip it and we just say, all I can say is that God's love, his steadfast love endures forever, and he's going to work something out of this. I, don't, I can't see it, but I know he is going to do it. And we begin to say, what good can I see in this? And your brain going to tell you nothing, but you just got to continue to work it and look for the good. Because if God's hand is in it, good is going to come out of it. How did Moses, Moses who realized that he was going to be the leader of the Jews, and he committed murder, and once he realized he committed murder, how can good come out of that? Because God used his, his, uh, 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 premature action to get him out of Egypt, put him in the middle of the desert, and allow him to humble himself so that he can run into the burning bush. And in the burning bush, even when he tried to say, I can't talk to the people because I got a, a speech impediment, God said, even in the midst of your speech impediment, I'm going to have your brother help you. And if you look in the scriptures, Aaron ain't say nothing. Aaron stood up there doing whatever Moses said. Why? Because when God is working this thing out because his steadfast love endures forever, you, we're looking at what happens now, but God's looking at what's happening, what has happened and what will happen, and his love is shining all throughout that. When we try to wrap our mind around forever, it's very hard for us to see that because we're finite beings but forever is just a very long time we have to realize that forever means that it has no end so God's love has no end and with that being said we can look at the fact that as God is moving us into this position and as we're thanking him for what, what, what some people would say the little things, we realize that the more little things we put together, it seems to cause something bigger to appear. There is a time where we can get so wrapped around what's going on around us that we put our brains in neutral and do not realize that the world only wants us to be in bondage, only wants us to be giving up so that the world can tell us how to live our lives. And so what we want to do is we want to use our potential for the recognition where we can recognize God in the midst of every situation. I happened to be looking on my TikTok and I saw these two gentlemen talking. And in the midst of these two gentlemen talking, we had this situation. The guy says, one of the guys says, hey, I have found that whenever you ask Jesus to show up, he shows up. 
The other person said, well, I want Jesus to show up right now. And he said, I want, I want to see Jesus. And the guy stopped him. He said, now hold on before you better be careful what you're asking for. He said, because Jesus, when he shows up, he shows up at your point of need. He said, so you may have to go into a coma in order to see Jesus. You may have to have something bad happen, what you consider bad to happen, in order for you to see Jesus. He said, so be careful what you ask for because you just might get it. And the way that you get it may not be the way that you wanted it. And so the same thing I want to present to you today is that if we want the love, the steadfast love of God that endures forever to manifest in our lives, then we should recognize his love in every situation. But it feels uncomfortable, preacher. That's okay. He still loves you. But it's not what I wanted. That's okay. He still loves you. Always think about it as, as kids. I remember I wanted a uh, I wanted this certain vehicle when I turned 16. Now I will not I was not spoiled per se. I just got a lot of the stuff that I asked for because I was a really 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 good kid. Okay. I'm lying, but I was hoping that y'all would not laugh. But anyway. I was not the best, of the, I wasn't the worst, but I wasn't the best also. But my thing was, I only wanted one thing, I'll never forget it. It was a Subaru, and the name of the vehicle was a Brat. Didn't, didn't even get no correlation to it yet. I was 15 years old, we was walking through this parking lot, me and my friend, and I said, I want that truck right there. I said, I'm going to get that truck. I said, my parents going to buy me that truck. I went home, and I said, Daddy, I want this truck. And daddy was like, well, you need to talk to your mom. I said, can you talk to her for me? And he said, nope, can't talk to her for you. You need to talk to your mom. So mom said, well, think about it. Now, in my house, when you got the I think about it, you was right there on the, you was at the 50-50 when you got to think about it. Now, the next couple weeks will decide which way that scale is going to go. But my point in all that is, God doesn't do it like that. God has already known what's getting ready to happen, and he will say, wait, no, or yes. And in the midst of the waiting, we need to be recognizing, and I didn't do this. I think that's why I didn't get my truck. I should have went and cooked dinner. I should have cleaned my room, which would have never happened, so I wasn't going to get the truck. I should have went on and cut the grass, which wasn't going to happen because I, I didn't like cutting the grass. I should have took out the trash without being told, but I didn't, I'd rather be told. And that just a reminder because that's something I didn't really want to do. And, and, and as I look back, I can see why I didn't get the truck. So later on in life, I asked my mom, I said, Mama, I got almost, I was so, I had a pretty good childhood and I got almost everything I wanted except for one thing. I said, that truck. And you told me to wait and I still didn't get my truck. I, and she said, well, babe, I, the reason I told you to wait is because we didn't have the money. 
And I was like, oh, well, then I shouldn't have got it if we didn't have the money. But you know, at that time, you're just thinking they're just being mean. You just think they're just trying to withhold. You're just, and if we change the potential of our recognition, and we recognize that I had a room to sleep in, everybody, a lot of people had to walk to school, but my mama took me to school every day. I got to do things that other people didn't get to do. I had all these other things, but because I didn't get a truck, I had this attitude. And so I want us to realize that it's very easy for us to slip into the attitude mentality, which will then cause us not to get what we deem that we should be getting. But if we just celebrate what we have, if we just rest in the fact that I ain't got a lot, but what I do have is mine. And I'm excited about that. And because I'm excited about that, and I have this gratitude about what I do have, God can has the potential, God has the ability to maneuver things for me so that more can be added. So I'm going to leave y'all alone for today and just tell you, Look at Psalms 136 and, and think about your life and think about some things that you've gone through. And it could be what may have been your perception to be a bad thing, but God's steadfast love endures forever. And because of his love, we are not consumed. Because of his love, we are not destroyed. Because of his love, we have a testimony that we can encourage somebody else to go forward in. Because of his love. And so I want to, it's Thanksgiving time, so we got to start getting our heads right on how to be thankful. Now, it, it, it's very important for us to, to understand this also, that the fact is that it's difficult to be thankful when you don't have a relationship. Yes, that's right. Yes. And if you do not have a relationship with Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then it's very difficult for you to understand how God's working in your life. And so what we want to tell you today is that it is not a difficult thing. The Bible says it like this. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It says, for with the mouth, confession is made and you are saved. And with the heart, one believes and is justified. Whosoever, the Bible also says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved because God wants to rescue you from the penalty of sin, which is death. And so if you have not made that decision in your life, I want to tell you today is a good day as any for you to make that decision. And when you make that decision, I want you to let us know that you made that decision. I want you to contact us at info at godshousecc.com. That's our email address. Or, 
or send us a text at 864-920-0100 and let us know that you made that decision. Because we want to come alongside you and assist you with this process. We want to set you up for success because this is not an individual sport. This is a team sport. We are in this together. And we want to help you along this journey. Well, friends and family, that's episode number one in the books. How to be thankful. The potential of the recognition. We want you to recognize at every moment that God's steadfast love, which endures forever, is always shining in your situation. And we want you to recognize, acknowledge it, let it be known so that you can know that God is always looking out for you. Until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.